Welcome to the Influential Nonprofit, the show for nonprofit leaders to grow their influence so they can grow their income and impact. Now here's your host, Marianne Dersh. Hello, my friend. Welcome to another episode of the Influential Nonprofit. I am your host, Mary Ann Dersh. I am here with my new best friend, Adore Drake, because we've been talking for five minutes and like laughing the whole time. And Adore Drake is a digital marketing consultant with High Spirits Marketing. And she is an expert digital marketing strategist, coach, and consultant. And she helps nonprofit organizations feel inspired to take action, yay, and to to gain clarity in their marketing strategy and learn, most importantly, how to convert their followers into raving fans who want to be a part of their mission. Woo, that's what we all want. That sounds amazing. And we're going to just talk about you know, today about how digital marketing, how to market your organization better. And as you know, before I get started with all of that, you get an opportunity to answer the first question, Adora, welcome, which is name something that you're proud of that you haven't bragged about lately. Name something that I'm proud of. Okay. Does it have to be like <laughs> something big? Honey, it can be whatever comes to you in your heart. Whatever, just it can be whatever it is that you are proud of okay. that you don't get to brag about a lot. Okay, awesome. Well, you and I were just talking about how I now have a team. So I, I am pretty proud of that because in January I was working all by myself. So mm-hmm. my team has expanded. So that's really exciting. And then I, lately I've been working on a house project. So I've been doing a little bit more decorating around the house, making it look not so bare. So that's, I'm pretty proud of that too. So I'm getting some things done. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You know, just, it's all about expansion and growth. Yes, and, you know, I'm productive. Out, <laughs> filling out the business, filling out the house. Yep, yep. It's productivity. In my, yes. We've been remodeling our home, like kind of space by space. So we started yeah. last year on our second floor and now we're on our third floor. And I can't tell you how, those changes have really shifted. It's like, you know what I mean? Yep. As soon as like that energy shifts with that remodel yep. and then the, the family dynamics shift, the business yep. growth, like it, it's all connected. It all goes right? together. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause it's the way you feel, especially when you're at home, you just want to feel relaxed. So you want to have the joy and celebrate. So that cause you're home. So, yes. Yeah. So one of my, one of my coaches told me this phrase and I'm adopting it forever. It's frequency first. So it's like, what's the frequency? What's the energy? You can use that too. What's the frequency? And like, when you upgrade the energy, when you like, you know what I mean? When you raise the vibe, then everything else just raises, you know, like rises to meet it. And I found that like, when we upgraded the house, my kids, you know, behave differently in the home. You know what I'm saying? And like, you know, because (laughs) they, no, yeah, they felt different about being in it, you know, and, and I don't know, I just, and then that expansion and that, growth led to the other expansion. It's just, it's, and like we were talking about earlier, it's, it's, everything's connected, like work personal. It's like, you can't be like, Oh, here's my work life. Here's my, my professional life. It's all the same, you know, we're all one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I help people, you know, communicate more effectively. Like, so your ability to set boundaries at work, you don't think that's Mm going to translate to being able to set boundaries at home. Oh, it's directly. Right. And vice versa. When, you know, like, when you learn to navigate your, you know, caring for your adult parent with your siblings more effectively, you don't think yeah. that's going to translate to being able oh, to. Oh, it's going like, to translate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Right? And yeah. So it's like, it's all connected. Everything is all connected Absolutely. and really looking at how we are all like how everything around you is a mirror for everything else, you know? Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's my, that's how I see the world anyway. 
Okay, let's hey, let's that's the best way to see it. <laughs> All right, let's get into this. So I worked for a company for 16 years called 51 Creative. I loved it. And when my my boss and creative partner, Karen, started the business, everybody told her it was a stupid idea and you'll never make any money. Oh <laughs> that was 19 ooh. that was 1995. <laughs> business is still going. Right. So did people tell you, hey, you're gonna I'm gonna have this marketing business, I'm gonna help nonprofits. They're like, there's no money in that, that'll never work. Is that what people told you? <laughs> Yeah. So the way I started is really funny. So I came out of corporate marketing and I worked for a really big fortune 500 company, you know, comfortable salary team was cool, but guess what? They decided, Hey, Adora today, you know, you're in the layoff. So I had to pack my things. And I, of course I moped around for a couple of months trying to figure out what am I supposed to do and how am I going to survive? And so the first thing that came to mind, though, after I'm moving around for several months was, okay, what can I do with the skills that I have? Because it's, it's no matter what, like we said, we're connected. And so everything about us, you know, we have to take to a job, but we have to take to our business. So why not start something yourself? So I did tell a few family members like, hey, I think I'm going to try to start a business instead of going back into corporate. And of course, I got some naysayers, you know, like, you know, Dora, maybe, maybe you should go back to work and then think about it or you know, I don't necessarily know that's, you know, something you should do right now because the, the economy, blah, blah, blah. And uh, long story short, I took the leap and went ahead, you know, the business route. So, and here I am five years later. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and so what made you want to focus specifically on the nonprofit industry? Yeah. So I actually started as for-profit. So I was working with some small businesses and I had one nonprofit. They were way in Boston. So I'm in Texas. And they're way in Boston and they reach out and they say, hey, Dora, I know you do small businesses, but we have no marketing presence online. Can you help us? And so when I got in there and I, I looked at, you know, what the marketing they were doing, they were still going door to door, knocking on people's doors and asking for donations that way. And so I had to really go in there and deep dive and help them learn how to do donations online. How do you how do you build an audience online? How do you convert that audience? And that was super exciting. So once I got done with them, we worked together for a while. They referred another nonprofit to me. And so I want to be working with nonprofits back to back. And I realized, well, this is my area. I really like, it's really exciting. You know, I get to see their mission. I get to see how they excited, you know, volunteers are to sign up for the mission. And so I really found my passion. So it's kind of accidental. That's good. But nothing's accidental, just so you know. <laughs> no, it's really not. <laughs> I thought it was accidental, but you know, right, yeah, no, no, that was all meant for you. All right. So, okay, in, so in the digital, digital marketing, what do you feel like? I was going to ask you what the biggest mistake you like, you see people like, but like, what do you feel like is the biggest missed opportunity? I think the missed opportunity comes from the basic of communication, which I know, you know, a lot about a lot of nonprofits are just not communicating. A, what their mission is, they're not showing up enough online. And when they do show up, they're not clear enough on, on what their messaging is. And then I also noticed like even some nonprofits have a healthy size email list. They're not utilizing it. So they're not letting their donors know <laughs> what's going on. They're not, you know, keeping them in the loop, you know, especially first time donors or, or repeat donors, you really want to, you know, keep them in the loop of the organization. I see that you know, that ball is being dropped a lot. So I would definitely say communication. Yeah, I really push for organizations to consider like, instead of doing like the monthly newsletter with all the articles, do one, yeah. one story a week, you know what right. I mean? Well, more uh, mail more frequently with less yes. content. 
you know, yes. because you're, you know, you don't have to do any more work. You're just maximizing the, right. the content that you have. Yeah. And so what do you feel like is, you know, that what makes, I guess what I want to say is what kind of content should they be putting out there in order to attract the people that they want? Yeah, you should definitely be, like you said, storytelling. So you should be telling a lot about, you know, what your organization is, who do you help? You can show the people that you help. So that nonprofit, that the first nonprofit that I worked for in Boston, they did a lot of homeless, like feeding the homeless and, and working with the youth and things like that. So a lot of my advice was, hey, won't you post some of these events or show, you know, you guys working in the community and kind of tell the story on how you got to where you are. People like to hear those things. They really do. And then also, you know, you can post about, you know, certain things that you have coming up, whether it's a volunteer event they can sign up for. And then you just kind of want to educate as well. So a lot of the content that I tell clients to do is, is educational. So if you are a nonprofit, for instance, that plants trees, you know, you guys are really into making for sure that the earth is green. Well, you need to educate some of us because, you know, some people don't, don't recycle or they don't know what they don't know. And so educating your audience is always going to be something that you can go to. Yeah. So I call that expert content. And that means like you have an expertise that you can share with people. You'll make, if you're an animal welfare group, share how to train your dog, you know, like you're experts in that or like how to, you know, bring your new dog home from the shelter, whether people adopt from you or not. Right. Like, like you can share about trees or whatever, you know, like, because you're experts in that. And I think people forget, wait, like we actually have, you know, educational content that right. we can share with people. Yeah. And every nonprofit has that. Like, so, so don't think that you just because you're small, you don't have it. You definitely have it. Whatever your mission is, somebody's going to want to know more about, you know, why you started, what, it, what can you do for the community and how they can get involved. Yes. Awesome. Okay. The other thing about marketing is that often, okay, that we want to have measurable success. And yes. sometimes that can be hard. So, and I feel like sometimes it's hard to sell marketing to the yeah. higher ups to leadership because mm-hmm. it's hard to quantify it. So yeah. what, how, what's the best way you can measure marketing success? So there are several ways, but you definitely want to look at a couple of metrics that I always recommend. So you want to look at a, how are people utilizing our website? And so I would always tell nonprofit, no matter what size, you need to install Google Analytics. It's going to tell you all about your demographics. It's going to tell you where your traffic's coming from. And it's going to tell you how long are they staying on the site. This is important because later down the line, you're going to want to change your content or you might want to start asking them for their emails and you need to see the type of information that they're giving. And so information like click-through rate, which is how often are they clicking on into our website, information like open rates. So are they opening our emails, even though we're sending them once a month or how often are they opening them? You want to look at things like retention rate. Are we keeping donors here? How much money, you know, are the donors donating this year versus last year? So you want to look at all of these things when you're creating a marketing plan, because that's going to tell you exactly where do we need to continue working in our marketing going forward. Okay. I feel like there's a lot of marketing that, okay, first of all, I feel like we value things that we can measure. But that isn't always, but if we're only limited to what we can measure, we are really limiting ourselves in like the more of the thing, the qualitative things that we can't measure. I feel like it's very like kind of like the risk averse, you know, okay, I'm just going to say this (laughs) is very risk averse, like masculine energy. Like it must be measured, you know, like, 
You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, okay. And if we're only valuing by things we can measure, we tend to, I think we can miss a lot of stuff. And because, and I want to see what you think about this, because in marketing, it's like what I call, it's like disturbing the field. So you're putting something out there, but it may come back to you in a way. It's not like a a karmic ATM. Like I'm going to put something out and I'm going to get something back. You put something out there and then that message goes to someone, goes to someone like, and then it, right. It comes back to you. Does that make sense? Like, and so it it can be like, it may not always be in a direct thing. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, I put this effort I got, you put this effort out. And because of that effort, other things happen. And then something else dropped in. Well, yeah. And that's the thing about marketing is not everything is measurable so that, you know, there, you can't measure word of mouth, right? Right. <laughs> but there are things that you should measure and you should keep in mind. But like you said, some things when it comes to marketing, you really want to make for sure, especially when you're putting out content, you know, is it shareable? Is it a message that my donors would want to share? And so, yeah, you're not going to see me always share things, right? But you are going to see it come back because people are going to come to the site. They're going to click on it. They're going to want to sign up for your email list. So even though it is indirect, you can still measure certain results by by certain certain behaviors, right? So I had a woman reach out yesterday and she actually, my, the next round of my influence course starts next week. And she's like, I've been thinking about that. She's like, I've been thinking about you for three months. Like, are you on my mind? Cause I, you know, she wants to like really grow in her work and she's sort of like ready mm-hmm. to be a more effective leader. And she said, and yeah. I went to your emails and I started reading your emails and, mm-hmm. and she just reached <laughs> out. And like, the, the reason I tell that story is like, sometimes we forget that people mm-hmm. are receiving the story, right? I didn't True. know that she was thinking about every day, yeah. you know, like, yeah. she, like, for, like kind of like simmer, but that's, yeah. you know, that's kind of how people operate, right? Like they're going to yeah. sit on it for a little while and then something right. and they'll, they'll act. And so I really feel like, yeah, there's a lot out there that just because it just hasn't come and come back to you yet. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. You have to nurture your audience. And I'm, and I'm sure that's what you were doing. You were putting out content weekly, right? And you're yep. getting in front of her weekly. And she's like, okay, well, this is good. So let me see, can I learn from this? And so she's been learning from you for, for a while. So why not sign up for the for the class, right? Because she knows that you have valuable content because you've been teaching her already. So right, yeah. So it's definitely you know the nurturing process is so important even for smaller nonprofits, especially for smaller nonprofits. Yes. I would say because even as you get started, you really want to build that credibility like you did, and staying in it even if you feel like people aren't responding because, right. it, like I said, just hasn't gotten back to you yet. No, it just yeah. takes like. You know, it's like if you plant a yeah. seed and then every day you're like, is it growing yet? Is it growing? Like, is it, you yeah. just plant the seed. <laughs> it doesn't look like it is. Exactly. Right. Yeah. But it's, it's going, you know, it's getting there. It's a smaller. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Awesome. And in that particular case, I'm sure if you, if you looked at your email, right. If you look back at your email, you could probably see that she did open those emails. So she was right. an active person to open in those emails. So you can kind of look engaged and say, okay, well, these are the most active email subscribers and kind of keep, uh, yeah. keep that in mind. I think we forget that we have that information, you know, to yeah. like go back and look at those numbers, look at your yeah. analytics, look yeah. at your email open rates mm-hmm. and all of that, you know, yeah. so you can see like, what are people responding to? What aren't mm-hmm. they? And right. also then that quantitative case that you yep. can take for people like, okay, look, you know, look, we did this. Exactly. Okay. I want to ask you a question. I'm going to ask this, how can you make it easy? Cause you mentioned before donors about sharing your story. How can you make it easier? How can you encourage 
your donors to share your organization's story? I noticed that a lot of donors who are excited about the mission, they're going to naturally start sharing it anyway because they're involved. But what you want to do is really make for sure that you are keeping the donors that you already have excited and engaged. And the way you're going to do that is by, again, kind of like you, keeping that consistency in front of them, letting them know what's going on, where's their money going, getting them excited about what's to come. So if you guys have an event or some type of gala coming up towards the end of the year, get them excited about it. Let them know, hey, you can share this with your friends. You know, the money's going to go here. You know, this is what we're trying to raise. And so make them feel involved and then encourage them to share. So it's, it's okay to ask them, hey, share with your friends. And I see a lot of organizations don't necessarily do that. But the ones that do, they get more shares because you're asking, you're telling you're just, them something that's actually it. Just ask them to share it. Yeah, it's really that simple. <laughs> so I was, this was, this was a long time ago. It was probably like five or six years ago before I started my business. Okay. I was on a board and I was part of what I was doing as a board member was helping this, you know, my contribution was training my fellow board members on how to tell the organization story. And I was saying, you know, you can share it, da, da, da. And this one guy raised his hand. I'll never forget this. And he said, I don't know how to do that. What? And, <laughs> and so I'm dealing with a population that, I mean, this was like five or six years ago. They may have, they may yeah. be more savvy by now. Yeah. That literally just didn't, they like, I, I'm not like they're not on Facebook. They just yeah. weren't that. And they felt bad yeah. because they yeah. wanted to support. So sometimes it's like, you got to start where they're like, oh, I can do this. Like, I, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I, okay. Okay. No problem. Let's just right. like move it back a little bit. Okay. Here's how you do that. Or exactly. You know, okay. Well, how would you like to share the story? Cause I can yeah. take, you know, you know, like, I don't care. Like whatever, yep. whatever, whatever you're comfortable with, you know, exactly. Share um, it your way. Share yeah. it any way that they can. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I just thought that was so cute. I'm like, thank you so much for like admitting that to the room. Like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, no problem. Exactly. Like anybody else feel that way? And half the room was like, I'm got pretty nothing. sure there were other people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah half got I'm like, okay, see, and you were like, what? I don't share. Yeah. Right? And two people who are like, my board doesn't share my stuff. It like, maybe it's not because they don't care. It's because they just no, don't right. know like a little. So I did a little what bit of training. Doing? Exactly. Step back, no problem. Okay. Next exactly. I'll do a little bit of training on how you do yep. this. And also yep. just really how much that social proof, like, cause you know, mm -hmm. a, a nonprofit, uh, you know, if I'm a leader of a nonprofit, of course, I'm going to say it's amazing. But when right. somebody who is voluntarily saying it's amazing, that's, a, that has that's a, a whole lot other of thing. Yeah. That's yep. a lot of social proof. That's a um, lot of weight. Yep. Okay. So, you know, in digital marketing, you, I mean, you know, when you work with organizations on social media and posting social media, my thing about that is, I mean, that you're building your house on rented land. Right. Like, right. because mm -hmm. those algorithms change, you know, mm -hmm. I know, you know, organizations that I know, like organigation I volunteer for Stray Rescue of St. Louis, they lost their whole Facebook page. Oh, they were, had more than 250,000 followers, lost mm -hmm. the whole thing, took them more than six months to get it back up. And they mm -hmm. lost it the day before Giving Tuesday, which was like the biggest oh, fundraising no. day the night before. Right? That it's, is terrible. It, it, it was, it was. <laughs> wow. and like, so my thing is, you know, getting people off of social media and onto your email list, into your orbit. Yep. Right. And so yep. I'm sure that you agree with that. And so how can you, how can you help people to like, you know, maximize the digital content, but not get overly dependent on it? 
because yeah. it's it can change right like in a moment sometimes i see people all the time they lose their tiktok account or their facebook yep. page and they have nothing yep and that's why i do encourage all of my nonprofit clients to always well for profit too like you guys may be listening to you guys should always try your best every time you post to get someone to sign up for your email list because your email list is that private area like Marianne said, they're not going to take that away from you because it's yours and you're mm-hmm. always going to have that list to go to and fall back on. And so every time you post, you should say or have something, you know, of value that you can give to your audience that they can go in and exchange for their email address and either download, watch some kind of educational video or anything else of value that you can give to them, whether it's a discount or something or something that they can share, something that they value within your organization, which you guys would know the best for your organization. Have them give them, give you the email address and you always have them on file. And, and that's the best way to do it. Right. No matter what size you are, you should always do that. And I can't believe how few organizations do this. It actually drives me nuts. Like I sign know. up for our email. Like, <laughs> Ooh, that's sexy. Like, yay. Can't oh wait. Like, newsletter <laughs> sign up. Woo. Like, or how about you, oh you, you make no, a simple it thing, be a, value. a one page right. thing. It's like, Hey, here's yeah. like, if you work with like, you know, with homeless people, like, like people that are unhoused people say, Hey, yeah. you know, here's the 10, you know, 10 ways to checklist. You know, yeah. You can you do know, a or checklist how, how can or... you help people? You know, yeah. what, what to yeah. do when you, when someone asks you for money, download, right. you know, download this guide and then you give them yeah. an email and they get a little piece of education. You're mm-hmm. seen as an expert and then they get off of social media and onto your list. Like I have those, right. I'm sure you have those. Of course. And because this is not about technology, this is very, I mean, if I can, trust me, if I can make one of these, you can definitely make one of these. Yeah, I am not technology at all, you know, you know, and then people, and then they go into your database. So you're pulling people off. And I just, right. it's so like just a little pop-up window. Hey, or like, or, you know, something, a yeah. link where they go to it, a page and they can just put their email in and then download, yeah. like I said, a video, you know, mm-hmm. watch a video, a little guide, a checklist, something like that. that anything they can, of value, anything they can learn from or take right. something, walk away and feel like, hey, I got something in exchange for my email. That's it's going to work. It is. Yes. So, and it's but an, you it's, have it's, to tell them to go there, too. So don't just post something and just like expect them to go there. Like you have to tell them, tell hey, them. you can download, you know, or yeah. there's a free video training about blah, blah, blah in exchange for your email. Right. So at the end of this podcast, I'll tell people, hey, go to the influentialnonprofit.com and download your uplevel your yep. influence starter kit. That's exactly what I'm talking about. And I made yep. and did put that together all by myself. So if I can yep. do it, you can do it. And if you can't yep. do it, just email me and I'll help you. Because <laughs> okay. I really want people to exactly. do this. I can't overemphasize the power of the email list. And yeah, for sure. You know. Okay. Anything else that you want people to know about? you know, how to market your nonprofit. I see you have some YouTube videos. Are there videos on there about marketing people can go to? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so you guys can visit me on YouTube. Just type in Adora Girl in Momentum and you'll see the whole channel. Talk about, all, I talk about all types of things, metrics, talk about email marketing. <laughs> I talk about, you know, certain social media platforms. So if you guys can go there and feel free to subscribe there. And then you guys can also visit my website. I actually do have a PDF for you guys to download has a few few ways that you guys can use email too. So you guys feel free to to go to that. So I'll put all those links in the show notes. So if somebody's driving, you don't have to stop. I'll put all the links in the show notes to your website. So from your website, they'll be able to download the PDF, correct? Yes. So yes. Yes. AdoraDrakeMarketing.com. How did you get such a gorgeous name? 
<laughs> I'm going to thank my mom. <laughs> Thanks, mom. <laughs> what a cool, I mean, I, like, I can... you have a movie star name, you know, Adora Drake. <laughs> You're nominated for an Emmy. <laughs> Are you saying I should fly to LA? Maybe I should fly to LA and, and uh, try 100%, out. 100%. <laughs> you do. You have, you have a celebrity name. You know, I think oh, somebody, would, somebody famous, like, they, I'll be a Dora Drake. It, no, yeah, my, I love it here. <laughs> my, I'm Marianne. My mom was of Polish descent and she had okay. an aunt who was Mariana. And that she, oh, beloved, my grandmother was one of many children. And she kind of like, lost her nerve you know she yeah. thought it would be too weird and I'm like I would okay. have been so much more glamorous you know <laughs> I bet I would have hated it as a kid though probably would have <laughs> I probably would have yeah yeah that was that was the an aunt, I think, an aunt that my mom had that was the inspiration oh awesome okay now if I'm ever in Dallas you know I've, or you're ever in St. Louis and we wind up in a karaoke bar this is always oh, my wow. last question Cause I love karaoke and I love to sing karaoke. I'm probably going to go this Friday. <laughs> what is your go-to karaoke number? Cause I think this reveals a lot about okay. a person. So I actually did karaoke like two weeks ago with some friends. And so we actually sung party in the USA. I'm Marley's artist <laughs> because it's really fun and upbeat. So everybody in the whole room was like, yeah, you know, yeah, people sing along. That's it. You get yeah. the crowd. And the, it's not that hard exactly. of a song to sing. No, <laughs> exactly. So all of my go-tos are like really upbeat. Like I like to get everybody involved. So I won't feel like I'm up there by myself. You know, For sure. So. Yeah. Like, you know, like the room's a rocket and then somebody comes up and they're doing right. like American pie or right. something. Well, there's oh. a party in here. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I used to have so this person, Marioki, she was my karaoke person for years. And, yeah, and she would like, before everything was digital and she like, there's certain songs that skipped and like Perfect. one of them was like American pie, like all these, <laughs> because it would just piano man. It would just bring the house down. And she's like, I just find something else. We're not. Right. We're not going to listen to you a little too much. Ballads all right. Everybody comes out there right. a good time. They're all weeping. <laughs> Very funny. Adora, <laughs> this was a blast. Thank you so much for coming on here. I am excited Thanks to dig into me. this YouTube channel. I'm oh, loving yeah. this. All the goodies that are <laughs> on there. Again, the links will be in the show notes. That sounds like you got a lot of good educational content on that YouTube yeah. channel. And your LinkedIn and your YouTube, your website, mm -hmm. and all of those will be in the show notes for people to access. So you can get down awesome. on the PDF and yes. part of Adora's orbit in her universe yes. <laughs> all right well that's it for this episode this was hilariously fun and again i mentioned this earlier but this is exactly what we were talking about when i tell you go to the influential nonprofit.com you can download your up level your influence starter kit you're going to give me your email and you're going to get this really cool ebook uh, which goes really more deep into a lot of the concepts around communication and leadership that i talk about all the time about developing your influence so you can enroll people in your vision, raise more money, just get done whatever you need to get done more easily. And you can download that and have those goodies. And that's it for me. And we'll see you next time on the Influential Nonprofit. Thanks for listening to the Influential Nonprofit with your host, Marianne Dirsch. If you enjoyed the show, please tell your friends and colleagues about the podcast. Also, 
check out the influentialnonprofit.com for more resources on growing your influence so you can raise more and do more.